Hello, my conscious soul. This is Jay Wynn. Welcome to the Conscious Chess Podcast, where we bring inspiring individuals living purposeful lives in the hope of inspiring you to be your best authentic self. This is episode number three with Caroline Lafron. If you are an entrepreneur, I believe you will want to listen to this episode. Caroline is a serial entrepreneur. She founded multiple startups, even moved to San Francisco to fulfill her startup dream. She didn't let her failures discourage her from fulfilling her dream. She continued fighting for what she believes in. She is now the CEO and the founder of Scoutly. Scoutly is a location marketplace. They've worked with big brands such as eBay, Afterpay, Johnson and Johnson and so on. They have content creators find locations for their next photo shoot. These sets are people home, backyard, vehicles that can be used for advertisements, social media posts or movies. Basically is an Airbnb version of location scouting. What differentiates Scoutly from other competitors is that it offers location rentals by the room by the hour and the price is different according to how many people come on the set to be fair for small and big teams. For example, you can only rent a yellow bathroom for two hours and a modern kitchen for a full day or a swimming pool for three hours. For more information about Scoutly, go to www.skoutli. In this episode, we discuss about how to validate an idea and mold it into a product that people want with little or no money and where and how to find fundings for your startup. Here's my interview with Caroline. Uh, Thank you for doing this with me, um, Caroline. Let's start off with your personal history who you are, where you grew up, and what were your early years were like? Yeah, uh, thanks, Jay, for having me. Um, I think uh, for me, uh, I'm French, uh, mm-hmm. as you can hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up in south of France, uh, in a very, yeah. very small town. So um, I was not involved at all with like entrepreneurs and businesses. For me, it was more like... Um, running in the grass and, and trying to catch grasshopper was more like the way that I grew up. Being French, I love my food and love to be outdoors. And I always felt like I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. And I did, um, when, I, when I did my business school, uh, I picked one where you can travel with it. So I did uh, uh, my business school was one year and a half in France. And after I moved to Mexico for a year and a half. Oh, wow, okay. And after I had to do my internship in another country and I applied in many countries and, and someone called me in Australia oh, and wow. told me that they had a, they had a six month internship for me and, mm-hmm. and it, they asked me if I could come in three days and, and, and I was like, okay, uh, I never thought about going to Australia. It was never a dream for me. And I ended mm-hmm. up uh, coming to Australia 12 years ago, just for a six month internship. And I loved the country and, wow. and never left it. Uh, so you are a serial entrepreneur. So tell me about your entrepreneurial journey. I think for me, I never realized that I was an entrepreneur. I was more like, you know, like by accident, you just start to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I always thought that things could go better. We could do things faster. And, uh, and how could we improve everything? And um, I just started with ideas about like, it was, um, the first idea was about uh, creating more rooftop gardens onto roofs. Wow, uh, okay. Just 
just because having rooftop gardens has a lot of positive. It helps mm -hmm. the building to cool down. It helps to have like some fresh produce um, very close by. And also um, it creates connection between people that are living in the building and planting things. So I was thinking that there are so much, so many benefits. So I, I tried to see how could we get more rooftop gardens in, in Sydney and uh, couldn't really do it. Uh, and yeah. after that, I, I realized that um, I didn't even know why I wanted to do rooftop gardens. I knew that there was a lot of benefit about it, but I mm -hmm. knew not much about it. So after I look at like why I wanted to do it and why, why it was important to me, and I was thinking it was something about like food and about um, education about food. And also like when I look at the statistics mm -hmm. uh, in Australia about obesity, uh, for adults and kids very 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 bad and i never realized um because i live close to the beach but mm -hmm. um the obesity is so bad in australia so after wow. that i tried to do some project about kids and food and i i, I contacted a lot of organization but uh, yeah. in different country around the world and see what could we recreate here and my issue was always like how do we how do we get funding for projects that are doing good in the world and and many people told me like you should make some project that where you can earn a lot of money and after you can organize all the non-for-profit ideas mm. later when you have money and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> like it's maybe a good solution but where to start and where to go mm -hmm. and uh, one of the last ideas where I was like okay I can do a business where I can help with food and healthy food Mm -hmm. So my idea was to create um, a marketplace for uh, kids' lunchboxes because I was thinking okay. that many kids um, don't have very good healthy options if their parents don't have time or if the parents don't really know how to cook. Mm -hmm. and, and, and few of the parents that may be struggling a bit more financially and they could cook more meals. So I was thinking to do a marketplace where I could connect to both parents, the parents that are very busy and don't have much time to cook with the parents mm -hmm. who have more time but need more income. Um, so I wanted to launch a healthy food, uh, healthy lunchbox, mm -hmm. uh, connecting parents. But the issue with that is um, in Australia, if you want to cook even more for food for kids, you need a commercial kitchen space. And I couldn't find a way to get flexible commercial kitchen space in mm -hmm. Australia. And I was thinking that I have to give up on this idea because I didn't find a solution. When I launch another business, but I will just not tell you much about it. We just launched it. And, and at this time, my co-founder was a very good tech guy. And he was like, wow. yeah. Uh, and he told me, I went to get married in France. And by the time I came back, he started a new business and he was working much better. And we should just close the company. And I was like, oh, another one. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was only um, uh, not even six months, this one. And we had to close it down. Yeah. And, and then I met um, someone was doing commercial kitchen space mm. and I was thinking that was definitely not sexy as a product but yeah. um, at the same time that was also uh, solving the issue that I had with a food business for kids mm -hmm. food business so we decided to meet and we got along very well and and finally um, I joined him in the business as a co-founder and we tried to make this business work for two and a half years. That took us a lot of time. We had like amazing experiences. Mm -hmm. You learn a lot so, from it as well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We went for accelerator program. We got accepted into uh, the, the program for Morudi, uh, Morudi accelerator program. And, and we got into the landing pad in San Francisco. So I moved to San Francisco wow. for three months, trying to launch a business over there. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and finally, after all that, we haven't been able to raise the money that we wanted. 
yeah. haven't been able to get the traction that we wanted. So we got some good traction, but not enough. So um, after all that, I was still thinking that we could still do something with the business. And when I came back from San Francisco, met with my co-founder here because he didn't move. Uh, he told me that um, he told me that uh, he didn't he wanted to leave the business. He didn't want to continue. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so finally, we closed this one again. <laughs> It's amazing how you have all these, you go through different hurdles and like entrepreneurial journeys is like that anyway, because you go through ups and downs and you just have to keep pushing for it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was difficult because with the previous one, I even told my husband that like mm -hmm. he should quit his job and to move to San Francisco with me and that everything will go fine. And finally, we only had a three month visa in San Francisco and I tried to, I tried to raise money, try to get a new job. We didn't get anything. And after three months we had to come back. So that was um, quite um, difficult yeah, uh, as a situation. Yeah. We learned a lot and um, yeah, uh, that was a good experience again. So that your uh, final project is Scoutly. Yes. So explain what Scoutly is about and the hurdles you went through when building Scoutly. Scoutly is um, a location marketplace. So we, we help any content creator to find locations for their photo shoots, video shoots, and advertisement. How we do that is um, uh, we have a, an online marketplace and people can list their apartment or house. But how we different from others is you can just rent out only your kitchen or only your bathroom or only your swimming pool. Okay. Uh, only, and we also do vehicles like boat, cars, um, motorbike. Mm -hmm. So when people want to do a movie or an advertisement, they can mm -hmm. just find what, what they need. Uh, yeah, and so far we had like shoot from like eBay, Afterpay. We had like different apps using our, our website. And we also worked with like big brands like Johnson & Johnson. Amazing. What are the steps you took from idealization into launching Scoutly? Yeah, so uh, for me, it was already, I wanted to try very quickly if it was a good idea because I'm sick of closing yeah. businesses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm just going to test a very crappy MVP, like minimum viable product mm -hmm. and see if it's worth it because I didn't want to spend money mm -hmm. on building a website or building an app and, and after realizing that no one wants it. Um, so um, I knew how to, I used ShareTribe open source before. So the open source version means that anyone can use it mm -hmm. and, and you can build on it. That means you can just take the code that already exists and you just need a technical person. And I've been lucky that um, I have some uh, great friends around me that um, have been able to help us with my previous business, Cookie2. Mm -hmm. And when I told him that I was going to launch a new business, um, he asked me if if I wanted some help to use the same platform again and, and, and to put it live again. And, and, and he did it for me. So it was uh, amazing. And now he's uh, my tech advisor. And I think that's wow. important to have a tech person that you can trust, even if it's not working full-time for you. Person, but someone yeah. That, yeah. Someone that you can share your hurdles and, and see what you can do. And after, um, yeah, I was just, I didn't, I still don't, <laughs> I didn't have much budget uh, to mm -hmm. push it. So was using Facebook groups and LinkedIn messages and emails and and I did a lot of word of mouth my wins and sharing like what's happening to me and and word of mouth has been very big for me like people will tag me when they see someone asking for a venue because many if it's a small shoot many people will just ask on their Facebook that's true yeah 
and because right now um, the other offering are usually quite expensive um, and you usually need to rent out for a full day and sometimes like you need to pay quite a lot of money to to rent something out or, or the other option are like airbnbs but sometimes you're not allowed to film in airbnbs oh or is they, it really oh i wasn't aware of that yeah and you need the authorization from the owner mm-hmm. and also um it's for example imagine you want a pink bathroom for your next shoot mm-hmm. it's very difficult to go to airbnb and say like how do i go and find a pink bathroom because it means you need to go to and find a big bathroom. So it takes so much time to find what you want. So sometimes it can be maybe like uh, good because you can find something quickly, but sometimes it can take hours before you find what you want. So for us, it's like, you can just say like for now, like I'm just looking for a bathroom or a bedroom or something. And you can just look at the pictures and you can select like the price range and the location and you can directly find what you want. Yeah, so you can just select a space rather than the whole house. So that is what differentiate your products from, say, other like Airbnb or any other products out there. How can we validate an idea and mold it into a product that people want? So you're mentioning that you use ShareTribe. Is that uh, through ShareTribe? Is that how you validated your idea? I think depending also of what type of product you have, ShareTribe is very good because you can really put the two sides of the marketplace quite quickly. And even if you don't have a tech person, you can use the ShareTribe paid version. At least you don't have to pay anyone technical. You can just use your platform. And when you know what you're doing, mm, after you, you don't have to build pay your coder because they're so expensive. Yeah, exactly. Using something that's already out there. So if you're building, if you're going to sell something online, maybe like using Shopify is perfect because it's already pre-built. Mm-hmm. If you're going to create some type of website you can look at what's already out there because what's good about now is like you can test your id very quickly and even you can put like ten dollars on google ads or facebook ads trying to know where is your audience and making sure that like you already have people that are already to list before you have anything like convincing them that the service is already good when even it doesn't exist yet and and getting them like listing their place onto the platform even if you're not live yet so it's it's a bit of a trick but uh, but you need to check if people will be ready to list and also if people will be ready to buy and uh, and as soon as like the first booking came in the lady was like oh the first comment she did on facebook was like oh where have you been all my life i've been looking for something like that (laughs) yeah and i'm like oh cool like you know like these little things yeah um, these little loopholes yeah um, where like yeah where you can see that like people really like what you're offering and now we're just trying to make a platform better because it's still it's better but it's still like <laughs> still needs a lot of work so what's one thing you wish you had known when starting scoutly that it will take a long time again <laughs> <laughs> i always think i'm always so positive and think that it, everything will go much faster but i think sometimes it's good to know not know because if you if you know that it will take you more than a year again to even like have a business going well mm-hmm. uh, you may give up before that's true yeah even starting <laughs> if you have no idea and you try you try you try you try and yes yeah what about you did you have the same experience yeah i had the same experience so when i came up with an idea i I had another co-founder, but things didn't really work out. And I found another um, co-founder who is willing to put in um, half of her savings into it. But it was originally my idea. Then we, yeah, we started working together. And for me, 
thinking that uh, when I started trying to find uh, coders from overseas, I get, you know, I get so excited about it. Like, I can't wait to launch it. And I seriously had a timeline of six months, but six months turned into two years. It's just like going through a different uh, developers because oh, I changed maybe three or four developers because I don't have a technical background and my co-founder yep. don't have a technical background as well, which we were mentioning yep. before that it's good to have someone who has like a technical advisor or someone that you can go to, but we didn't mm -hmm. have any of that. So it was just about trying different developers and them not delivering what they've promised. And mm. finally I found the latest developer who can deliver me the product through my previous work. Um, and then, yeah, we found it and we wow. built it and it's, yeah. So finally it's out there, but it's just like, there's a lot of ups and downs that we go through. And what you mentioned before is like, yes, it's true. It's sometimes not knowing is, is better as well. If I knew that it would have taken me two years or something, I would be a little bit discouraged to <laughs> yeah. keep going. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And after when you start, you're like, okay, I've spent two years of my life in this. Yeah. Now I'm like, work. I've already put in like two years of my life. So there's no backing down. Like, you know, even if this is <laughs> not going to work out, I'm like, I'm going to have to pivot it or just come up with another thing because yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> all the time's been spent into it already. So there's no backing up. Yeah. And that was very difficult for me to close cookie too, because I spent two and a half years on it. I could see that like many people loved it like on mm. both sides so when you see people loving it you also like think like but I have a great product mm -hmm. but after when you don't know like how to go bigger and 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 that you tried so many avenues to make it bigger and yeah it's so difficult to like decide like okay should we close it now or like or what do we do and and yeah, yeah that it was, is, uh, it's crazy because how that that's another question that I wanted to ask as well how can we grow a startup or a business with maximum acceleration? So I think um, I can tell you that in six months when I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we had a we had a good start, and for us, COVID was pretty intense because there is no way that you can do a photo shoot in someone else's place during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so when we just started to uh, grow. Um, COVID hit and now we finally, it's only the last two months that have been very good again. So hope, hopefully I'm going to test the growing technique. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, uh, so I don't think I'm the best person to speak about that, but something mm -hmm. that I'm testing and I think could be a good idea even more at the beginning, like for example, using experts of thing, like for example, like right now I'm getting a, a Facebook ads expert mm -hmm. and a Google ads expert and SEO uh, expert. So, but just from Upwork and I'm just going to try them for a month, mm -hmm. do a month budget and, and see how we go and test it. And because sometimes we're hoping that we can do everything in house, but sometimes it's good to also focus on like, what are we good at mm, and trying right. to see like who else is good at something. And sometimes we just, don't want to spend the money may spend the money sometimes could be also good um but like i will not use someone local because it will be just way out of my budget for now mm -hmm. but maybe you can find someone who is very good but in another country that can really help your business um so 
Yeah, that could yeah. be one, one of a technique. Data is very important. So in terms of that, we have to hire someone who can, I mean, if you can, if we can read the data is, you know, of course it's amazing, but just do you think yeah. having them implement it is very important so we can measure it and test it and see if it doesn't work out so we can just change things around? I think so, but I think sometimes people are too having everything installed already in the app or in their website. Mm. Yeah. But I would say first get bookings and after measure it and try to find ways of how to measure it. Because sometimes we try to install things and get everything ready before having any bookings. And we have no idea. We may have to change everything again. So there's not enough people that are focusing on traction. And, uh, and there's a saying like even more in San Francisco is like, they say like, if it's not traction, it's a distraction. Because you can, at the beginning, you may have like, two booking per month or mm. five booking per month or 10 booking per month. So there is no point having like a full system to track everything when you have two booking per month, because That's you can true. know where they're coming from. You can know where what's happening. And, and after you can put everything in place to track it properly and to focus on the data. But at the beginning, when you're starting to grow, yes, you should focus on data to be able to know, like where it's coming from and how can you make it better? But um, mm -hmm. uh, I would say like, make sure like everyone should focus on sales first and after look at the rest. Okay. So in the beginning, just start lean and focus on sales and trying to say if you, for instance, for Scoutly, for you trying to find locations and having hosts rather than uh, data analysis into the system and by trying to get it perfect from the start. That's correct, yes. So, and also tr trying to see like, if there is any offside of a marketplace that you can fake. Like, like do you need to... You can say that like you have... Let's, let's imagine for your, your startup. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you say, like, oh, how were you now? I would be like, we have, um, one, um, we have one storage area mm -hmm. in, in most of the suburbs. Mm -hmm. uh, if you... If you want to check if we are in your suburb, just inquire here and we'll come back to you. And when you have a demand, you find the supply. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm, you don't need to right. find the supply before having the demand. So you can just pretend like you can have like dot points, dots everywhere on the map and be like, we have supply everywhere. And people are like, wow, like they have a leader in this, even if you have nothing. That's but right. as soon as, yeah. even worst case scenario uh, for you, uh, it's like you meet someone where they are and you're like, yes, we have a storage in Bondi. Of course we have a storage in Bondi. And you go with your car, you pick up the luggage and you store it at your place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we focus so much on, on the solution, mm -hmm. but we should focus on the problem and on the booking first. And after you can find out like, like, like how to find the solution. That's right. Because I think with my startup, what we... Like, I love the fact that how you pointed that out. So for, for us, there's storage spaces, the, the store that are partnered with us, they are majorly in the city, Sydney CBD. Yeah. But I love how you pointed that out. There's just take up a map and look at the whole of Sydney and circle it around and having all those places in the whole of Sydney, it just makes us look like you are the leader in the storage space. So if I'm thinking of storing my luggage or whatever, we'll go with vacation because that's the leader. Yeah. And you can say like, we have like hundred and like 250 location, uh, find out what's the closest to you, put your suburb and, uh, and tell us how many pieces of luggage you, you have. And we'll confirm like, uh, which one is available for the dates that you have. And you Amazing. don't have to have any storage right now. 
and instead of saying like, oh no, that's not a storage, you just say like, and we offer you to just pick it up at your own location. So we remove a struggle of you having to drop them somewhere. I love that. And you, yeah. you include that as like a VIP service. That's but right. It's just, oh my God. Yeah. That's like another layer of the product. I love that. Yeah. But you saying that like, uh, because it's the first time that you use it, you include it for free. Yeah. I love that. I'm learning so much from you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> We all learn from our mistakes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, speaking of mistakes, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? (laughs) Um, Which one? (laughs) I don't think it was a mistake, but probably like the most crazy thing was to move to San Francisco only for three months, realizing that we couldn't stay anymore and having to come back. But that was probably like, it felt like a failure for me because... Um, we packed everything. I sold my car. I wow, I yeah. sold everything I had in my apartment. Um, I spent like so much money to move to the states, and and when we came back, like our friends are like, "Oh, you're already back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But and, at least, at least you had the courage to follow your follow what you want to do. Yeah. Thinking back, I was like, "How did I convince my husband to quit his high-paying <laughs> job to follow me?" <laughs> he must really love you, eh? I was like, I must have been very convincing. (laughs) And yeah, my daughter was one year old at this time. So like trying to find a new childcare and mover at this time was just so hard. But like at the same time, like everything moved smoothly almost. And um, in the end, I met incredible people. And I realized as well that like um, some people that have like huge investors in San Francisco or, Mm -hmm. or great founders, are just like people like you and me. They're just mm. sometimes in a better location or they may have like know some people, but like it, they're exactly the same as us. Like your network as well, right? Like say surrounding ourselves with the right people who are following the same goals as you, that helps a lot. But also like they're just, they just doing mistakes like us. Sometimes we feel like people are better or anything, but they have mm-hmm. good day and they have bad days. And I think sometimes just, just remember that we, have, we don't have much difference. Like, and everything they have we can almost have it as well like you know like network we can create it so Mm. sometimes it just take a bit more time and it's possible and i think we sometimes we just think it's out of reach but it's definitely possible because you know that's how you you and i connected as well by going to the seminar and i approach you and now you know how we connect it and i think it helps as well going to the seminar and trying to surround yourself with the people who have the same mindset as you yeah and sometimes you never know where you're going to meet the next person like yeah. someone was chatting with me and he told me that um, he was in china wow. uh, and he was in a lift and he is selling a product and he told me that um, in the lift uh, in china someone told him like oh what are you doing and um and he explained that he went to see like he was coming to uh, check out like the, um, the factory for the to to build this product blah 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 and finally this guy was from uh the guy that asked him the question was uh from san francisco and it was also an he was an investor and he just met it in a lift and they finally is his biggest investor right now so you never know like where you're going to meet the next person and and so so that's how you find funding i wanted to touch the topic of the funding as well say you have an idea you try to launch it but how do we what can we do to get funding or where do we go to get funding? I think um, 
right now there's so much competition about startups that like have some traction uh except if you work in deep tech or in some specific like in biology where you need a lot of funding before being able to build anything mm, but yeah. i think any tech startup that only need a tech platform <laughs> kind of um you can almost do it for no money like or very little money to mm-hmm. to get so at we least... validate our ideas first by starting really lean then yeah. get some questions and take it to the investor and try to get funding so where do we find investors i think there's a misconception about like vc will invest in very small company mm-hmm. there's almost um no vc like uh that invest like in a company that has no traction or little traction i think what's important to know is like the steps so step one is the first one that should invest in your company are your friends and family so for Mm -hmm. me it took me a few company before even asking for it uh, because i didn't want my friends and family because i don't know very like wealthy people Mm -hmm. and and the only wealthy people that i know they will never invest in my business (laughs) yeah Um, and um, but it was only with Scoutly that I finally decided to ask my friends and family and realize that um, you could only do a very small amount of funding. But really, when you're so lean, like uh, you can just get 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 uh, just from mm-hmm. people around you. Some people may put when I did a bit of phrasing, I the smallest amount that I was accepting was two thousand dollars. Wow. And but still, it helps. And, uh, yeah, and uh, but it's two thousand dollars per person, and the average was like around like four thousand per person. Some people were putting like five thousand, and oh. I did that at the middle of COVID. So even like the people that wanted to put ten thousand, they finally put five instead. Yeah. And I did a tiny bit of, uh, I did a tiny round, but that was helping me to go out of COVID and build the new platform and build on it and make mm-hmm. it better and get more customers so i could go and get more funding so when you go your friends and family but after do you, you offer can go for in return of course yeah but uh, what i did is i did um, a safe note so safe note is a way that like you don't share you don't I- issue share yet so it's just very simple there is um there is some paperwork online about that it's, it's very simple safe you- note? yeah okay safe note yes uh, and if you put safe note AFCAL, they even okay. give you the paperwork. Wow. So you don't even need to pay a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just need to uh, figure out like what valuation you want and the discount that you want to give them. So why you give them a discount? Because these people are crazy enough to give you money when you have nothing. Mm-hmm. So you give them a discount. So when you're raising a proper amount of funding from uh, venture capital, um, they, will, they will give you a valuation and... And the one that invested in the safe note will get a discount on the valuation, if that makes sense. Okay. So only when your company goes into a valuation stage, they will get their... They get very shares. They don't get return. They get shares. Yeah. It's a bet, but your bet has like 99% chance of failing. Mm. So I want to let you know that it's a very bad idea, but I really hope that you will <laughs> do it. And, and you don't want them to give it them like their superannuation or anything because yeah. you want to make sure that like they give what they can afford to give you mm-hmm. uh not like making a bigger mortgage for a house or anything like that um, yeah yeah but most of the people they they have maybe a thousand thousand two thousand three thousand dollars spare onto their bank account they, that's like the investment what, yeah, yeah 
they were thinking to use it for something else and and if they like your id and they like you um, yeah. they may give they may give it to like when I told my network that I was going to raise a bit of money, I had someone mm-hmm. that I didn't see for years um, wow. who went to the same business school. And uh, when I say on LinkedIn that I will raise money for my company, he contacted me and he was like, okay, I'm interested. I'm in. Oh. And I was like, I was like, he was like, yeah, I've been following your journey on LinkedIn and on Facebook and um, I like you. And I think, yeah. I love how you're very active on LinkedIn. So I follow you as well on LinkedIn and you're very um, active and you always share what's happening. So it makes it, you know, it encourages people to invest in your idea more. Yeah, I think so. And I think if you're honest about like what's happening and, mm-hmm. and sometimes you cannot share everything, but you can share yeah. a lot of, and, and it's good as well, because sometimes even more like on Facebook, when you see like, oh, one year ago, what happened? And you're like, wow, like, okay. So I only had like 10 listings last year and now I have like 2000 and oh, now I have like amazing. bookings and so many more things happen, but you have to be happy with where you are now and what you learn from it so i think that's very important and so you have to celebrate the little wings along the way as well yeah so sorry for investment so Mm -hmm. after you go to angel investors or you Mm -hmm. go to accelerator program accelerator program are a good idea but they are very competitive Mm -hmm. and some of them are some of them give you good amount of money some people don't give you not much uh and it's competitive so you don't have to expect too much money from them because you it may be very difficult to get in any of them, mm. but uh, that could also be a very good idea to uh, to grow. Like the one I did was giving us like seventy five thousand mm. dollars, so um, uh, that was good. Uh, this this time around, there is like another one called Scalata. They give you hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. So that can be very useful when you are uh, quite small to go mm-hmm. to the next stage, uh, but. Uh, now they're getting more and more competitive and they're asking for more and more traction. So it can be quite difficult to get in. Um, but so that can be also another way to, to get money. As well as a female founder, um, there is the female, the boosting female founder grant. Mm-hmm. So, so you need to find some money and they, and they match the funding that you got. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very big process. I think they made it very, very difficult. <laughs> and, and I hate this type of process, but um, uh, even more if you're coming from overseas, if you are like a, a first generation immigrant, oh, wow. uh, they, they give you even a better deal. Um, oh, but you need you, to... You, oh, okay. You're in the better position to get funded than the rest. Instead of giving you 50% uh, matching grant, they give you 70% matching grant. So it's even better. Okay. Okay. And how do we find angel investors? Like there's a group called like Sydney angels. And if you go online, you put like angel investor in Sydney, you can mm-hmm. go on Google and say like investors, Sydney, and you can find like, you can ask people around you. You can look at like, um, angel list, angel lists is, uh, oh, angel all list? the, yeah, yeah. is all the angel investor. And you can look at like, which they invested to before, like how much they are investing. In the US, there's um, another website called Signal uh, mm-hmm. from, NF- from the company uh, NFX, with a, uh, they are a big investment fund. If you are invited by someone else, when you enter, um, you can see everyone's connection and you can see how much are you raising and, um, and, uh, and you can see w- what kind of investors are raising, uh, are giving money for this type of investment, this type of 
um, area, like for example, if you're in education or if mm-hmm. you're in um, biology or if you're in deep tech or anything, you can look at like what kind of investors are investing in these sectors. Okay. And the third one is, is that the venture capitalists or? Yes. Yeah, so venture capital is usually when you already have some angels, you making proper revenue. I would say like uh, 10 to $15,000 in revenue every mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Not, okay. not in transaction because. It's a monthly revenue. Yeah. What message do you want to give to other female entrepreneurs so out when there? I think it's uh, very important that um, they don't think that they, many women think that we're not enough. We cannot do it. Mm-hmm. We're, not, yeah. we're not technical. Uh, make sure that they join groups like Sydney Startup is a good group. Like many bitches drinking wine. Yeah, making sure that like you join the group, that you communicate on your ID. And that also you open for feedback. It's okay if you don't take it, but share like what you're doing and, and be open because mm. you may be building something for a year and maybe someone has already tried five times. Yeah, You've already heard right. about this idea so many times. And we know that it's very, going to be very difficult and some people are going to tell you that. It's okay. Like you can still make it successful. Try to learn of like what happened to the others. Like they're very happy to have a chat about it. Mm-hmm. Like I have so many people that contacting me about the kitchen because I still think that it's an amazing business. And mm-hmm. I have like so many founders in every country that are still contacting me and asking me about how did they go and what happened and everything. And I'm very happy to share because I do think that it's needed and I do think that it was a good idea. Um, so I think learning from others, uh, getting into groups, like joining, like uh, at some point before COVID, I was thinking like also uh, joining like a um, community like Fishburner, going to pitch nights, mm, uh, yeah, coming yeah. into, uh, into um, where you can, uh, in co-working space, uh, it's very good as well. T- so you can learn from others because it can be also very lonely. And I think uh, uh, it doesn't have to be so... Well, it's it's important to meet people and and get connected and just having a support system as well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. How do you live your authentic life, and why do you think it's important? <laughs> that's a that's a strong question. That's a very deep um, question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me it was like it's a real process. Like I don't think I was into any type of like meditation or oh, I was in, okay. uh, but the I feel like I've, I've been growing a lot uh, since the last few years and mm-hmm. I became much more aware about like what I think, who I am. And I, and I think it's very important as well to spend money on yourself. Like sometimes we just spend money on others or spend money on a company as a founder to make mm-hmm. your company be a successful company. And I think sometimes we think that we're good enough or sometimes we think that we're not good enough mm-hmm. and we don't spend enough uh, about like learning and personal development and i did spend the last two years doing a lot of personal development and i think that's very very useful um by um also like um finding if you can afford like a good coach uh, that could help you like, like say like life coach or the mentor uh, anything like everyone is different uh, mm-hmm. i have i have different type of coach i have a business coach i have okay. a spiritual coach wow amazing I, um i work um, I'm much more spiritual now and, and I do a lot of uh, more things about spirituality and finding mm-hmm. myself and believing about like, uh, and trying to understand why I'm doing things and how, what's my impact? How can I, what I am doing right now with this company and 
and how it's linked to my big vision about my life. Yeah. And I think if you, if you, if you understand how you're connecting that and how you being a better person and you being, it doesn't matter whatever you do, as long as you do it for yourself and as long as it's going into what you really want to do. And, mm. and for me, it's like, how can I have a positive impact on people's life? And when I was thinking about like, oh, but wait, location for photo shoot? What's mm -hmm. the link with that? Like, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. when I have company, but I, I don't think they're doing amazing thing. I'm using my platform to do photo shoots so they can sell more of the things that I don't like. I'm like, how can I be good for the planet? Mm. But if I'm looking at like, I'm thinking that every person on this planet could rent something on and make extra money and being able to pay their bills or start their project and build a better life for themselves and mm -hmm. having a better life by using Scoutly and also all the content creators will be able to access amazing locations and, and maybe start some project that they couldn't afford because they needed to do some great shooting to a great location and they couldn't afford that. Yeah. If we can help both sides and make it happen, um, it's connecting to my mission and, and how like how I can link all that together to make something better. Amazing. So what's currently inspiring you right now? Uh, something that's like when I'm thinking about my big mission is um, when I'm looking at like what I want to accomplish at the end of my, like when I die, I feel like it can be tomorrow or mm. in, and mainly on female. And I think uh, female in developing countries, I think um, mm, yeah. if we can get educate uh, female to become leaders into this world so we can have a, a better planet i think women are much more caring much more careful and they share the resources better mm -hmm. and i think and we they're need, more empathetic we need, as well yeah they more so many things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely and i do yeah. i do think it's needed and i think like sometimes i have this conversation with some men and they're like oh come on like so stop being a feminist i'm like i'm not a feminist like we need to definitely change the way that we speak or the way that we do yeah. things like when did they see, like for me, it was very difficult because I feel like we, we don't have many female founders that are killing yeah. it. Like Especially in the tech world, it's like we don't have, it's, it's so rare to find a female founder. And, you know, even just like going to the seminar and being a female. Yeah. And if someone comes to speak to you, you don't know if, if they're coming to speak to you because you're sexy or yeah, because they that's right. want to help. And you're like, really? Like... Like, come on, I'm married and I have a kid. Like, yeah. what do you want? Like, uh, so it, it can be also tricky. And, yeah, it's and also hard like to find what people's intentions are because you're female and you, yeah, it's hard to differentiate like what their intention is. Like, yeah, is it because I'm and also, female? Yeah. Like, also being a female, uh, when you go for investment, it can be much more difficult but because they're thinking, oh, but at some point she wants kids or at some point she wants oh, more kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if the investment would be safe we definitely need more help um, getting more female leaders there. So my mission is to get a million, educate 1 million women into developing countries, Beautiful. like from developing countries and, and good, uh, getting them into power's position in politics, in education, in business, in environment. I think we need, we need so many more women um, in all these sectors. Beautiful. So there you have it, my friends. As a founder myself, her story resonated with me and I learned so much from my interview with Caroline. I hope this episode inspired all the female entrepreneurs out there. To recap, 
girl, don't give up. Keep pushing for something that you truly believe in. You don't have to have large funding in order to validate your idea. There are platforms out there such as ShareTribe, which you can use to build marketplace without any technical or coding background. Once you have enough traction, you can find funding through friends and family first, then angel investors or accelerators programs, and the last result would be through VCs. If you are an entrepreneur looking for guidance on how an early round of seed funding is structured, go to www.avcal.com.au where you can find legal documents that have been developed by the leading firms without needing to pay for a lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving feeling inspired to be your best authentic self.